Hey, this is Phil. Today on the podcast, we're going to be wrapping our study of 2 Corinthians. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and enjoy the conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we explore the underbelly of Crestview Bible Church. My name's Andrew. I'm joined, as always, by Luke and Phil. We are sitting here. It is the 1st of November, which means last night was trick-or-treating. Last night was Reformation Day. Uh, Luke, Phil, you guys do anything fun or have any special events on October the 31st? We, we like to go all out. Uh, our, our end of town... Sherman Street is, it goes crazy, it goes it's nuts. Lit. It's got like a thousand kids down there. So, buff. yeah. So, <laughs> kids say. we, uh, we just, we open up our home. We got lots of candy. We got hot dogs going. We had chips. We had apple cider. We had nice. a big old fire going. And so, there's people that just stop in. We got a bunch of seats and they'll just sit and rest around the fire for a little bit and we'll chit chat. And so, we had, I don't know, dozens of people that would stop by and, it was great. Yeah. We, we absolutely love that opportunity. Was the fire so inviting last night? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas lyrics. Yeah, right. I'm quoting Christmas lyrics because we're now in November. That's right. Um, yeah, same so in my house. Yeah, I just get a fire going and then we we had, you know, pop to hand out water. We gave out candy bars and, you know, just had hot dogs, marshmallows. So trying to engage, I mean, it's an intentional night when... Uh, neighbors are hopefully out and about and we're trying to make the most of that. So, yeah. And, and love on, love on them without yeah, right. any strings attached. Right. I, sure. It's one of those things where I don't want to do like, you know, put a banner of Crestview out there or like, right. you know, Hey, here's this hot dog. And then by the way, we meet at 10 15 on Sunday morning. Right. No, like we just love you. And, right. um, right. can we just do that and not this candy's really sweet, but you know, what's really sweet right. is Jesus. We're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, for, so for sure. Yeah. It was a good night of engagement and, um, good to connect with people. And so, yeah, full and like in our case, uh, no school today. So nice. Yeah, that's, that's so smart. Uh, do you R- kids have school though? Yeah, it's rough for our kids. They were mm-hmm. up at the normal time. Yeah. No, no mercy. The candy hangover. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you said Christmas is on us. So now do you have your Christmas tree up? Mm. A little behind this year. So Oof. it's, uh, I wanted it up last night, but yeah. You got the Christmas Sometimes playlist geared up, ready to go. Made. I've been listening to Christmas music for a few weeks, so yeah. I'm good. There we go. A minute. I, uh, I kind of know what I want to listen to and. So what's I'm, the what's I'm the new albums for this year? Um, there's not really too many good albums uh, that are that I have my eye on, but I go back to this uh, Hillsong I, album called The Peace Project, and it's got s- some great um, arrangements of traditional carols, but it also has some new, unique songs that are that are good. So I, I really enjoy that album. And then it's um, like twelve tracks, but then there's twelve tracks of all those same songs, just as instrumental instrumental music so then i can just use that to yeah. prep to teach or something just let that play in the background so i don't get confused by the lyrics yeah. i just go back to breath of heaven oh yeah <laughs> sure mary did you know yeah amy grant gotta go to the classics yeah that's good i mean i listened to the michael w smith album from the 80s that's good 
have it. It's in the it's in the rotation. Are you are you uh, too heathen to listen to Mariah Carey? No, I listened to that. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to it when it first came out. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I, I still remember driving through St. Louis on the highway and listening to this, and I'm like, this is an incredible album. <laughs> Little did I know it'd be haunting me for yeah, years right. to come. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> else thought crazy. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So it's uh, pretty fun. Well, we're vamping a little bit because we are. Um, we haven't been together in a while, but we're going right. to step into uh, wrapping up the Second Corinthians series. That's what we wanted to handle today. Was just uh, kind of looking back on what we've done uh, with Second Corinthians, and then looking forward to the last two chapters. Uh, the next two weeks. Is it two chapters or just? Uh, no, two sermons. We're in chapter 13. Two sermons, last chapter. Yep. So, um, and it's an intentional move because we're going to be ending on Thanksgiving Sunday um, or the Sunday before Thanksgiving where we have our church meal that evening. And um, there's, there is an, maybe one of the best benedictions of any book of the Bible, which, I mean, I guess we're talking about scripture. It's all good. But In Uganda, I went to a couple different services and apparently... This is the benediction that they say every week in every church wow. in Uganda. And yeah. in South Asia, I've heard it a lot in a lot of different services. Like that's just the go-to one that everybody memorizes. All the pastors memorize it. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a church classic. So yeah, the, the final verse of 2 Corinthians is the grace of, our, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So I mean, it's the Trinity. I mean, it's God, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. I mean, it's just a great, um, it's a great benediction. So we're, we're saving these, this last section of final greetings to close out on that Sunday. And I'm hoping this benediction can be lifted up so that, that you know, just fires Thanksgiving throughout uh, the week. So that's where we're headed. And th- this week I have that section right before that, um, this coming week as we're recording uh, where examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith, test yourselves. So uh, some kind of, I, I feel like it's Paul's final conclusion to everything he said, you know, like he's saying um, God displays his power through weakness. God has formed you in the gospel. And so I think what he's saying to end is, so is that true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, does Christ really dwell in you? Um, don't you realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? That's the question Paul specifically asks. So um, I think the goal this Sunday, as we look to wrap up, is not to try to talk anybody out of their faith as much as just to say, you know, is it really Christ for you? And I think probably most people at Crestview that we talk to are saying every week, yes, it's Christ, nothing else. That's what we want. We want him and and nothing else. And so um there's some other things that are playing out in that text too, because I think he draws it out to look at others, look at what's going on in the church. And um, so I I hope this Sunday really helps people uh, engage and find encouragement in this good news that we keep building on week after week. Um, So that's the preview. You You said all Crestview knows that truth, but man, we forget it five minutes after we walk out of that room. So uh, we need it every week. There's, there's no shame in just saying, Hey, we're just going to keep beating this drum week after week Mm -hmm. without, without being ashamed about it. Right. And I I think people, um, I mean, a lot of people that we talk to week in and week out, um, they, they long for that. They Mm -hmm. long to come to our gatherings and hear Jesus. Cause they're thirsty. Yeah. They, (laughs) they know they need it. They know that's the message they need to build their lives on. That's what they want to rest in. And so they're coming 
and they know that somehow we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Somehow we're going to help them look to Jesus and, and find hope in him. And so, you know, same kind of, I was kidding with Andrew before we went on the air, like, you know, what do you think the sermon's on this Sunday? He's like, mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> right. Good answer. Yes. So, I mean, um, I think, no, yeah, right. no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. So, I mean, we have had, um, so, so, so far we've had 17 sermons in second Corinthians. Uh, we have two more to go. So it'll be a total of 19. Um, we've kind of navigated through this book at a pretty good clip. Uh, just trying to get a sense of what's going on in the broad sweeps. But yeah. why why did we choose yep. this book? Like, right. I know that we we talked about this probably a year ago. Yeah, sure. At probably about this time. Yeah. So six months before we even started preaching it, we were dialoguing of all right, what should we be doing in the spring summer of twenty three, and uh, so what 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 brought us to conclusion yeah. other than we preached first Corinthians. So the natural conclusion is let's go to the second one. But that was part of it. So I think it goes back when we were um, navigating COVID, we preached the book of Acts and we were trying to think a lot about what it looks like for us to be on mission. We came out of that. um, And I think we went to first Corinthians pretty quickly Mm -hmm. uh, because we needed, we wanted to make sure that that right foundation is in place as we're, as we're going out. And Paul's like just helping that church get that foundation restored that there's no other foundation that can be laid than the one that's found in Jesus. And so he's, he's pressing that into the church life. So then we took a break. We came up for air from that. And then, um, you know, just navigating uh, lots of hurt with people. And we, we worked through the book of Job. And so right to, at the start of the year, I don't know if you, that was still in 2023 at the start of the years when we worked through Job and, um, a lot of people found encouragement there. A lot of people were helped and we felt like there was more that we needed to say because we left, we left Job pretty raw. We didn't try to resolve all the, all the tensions that Job took us into. We did that by design because I think that's where the narrative took us. But, um, just pastorally, I felt like we need to have uh, clarity and another word around. So how do we make sense of, of Job and experiences like that and mm-hmm. suffering that we're facing and just the raw hurt of this world that people are facing. And I think second Corinthians positions us to, yeah, we're weak and that's when we're there, that's where God's power shines. And so really for 13 chapters, Paul has been beating that into our heads. Uh, no matter what issue the church faces, it, it all comes back to, you know, our weakness and his power. And so uh, hopefully that encourages people as they walk away from this book, mm-hmm. that no matter what they're facing, what kind of encourage there's encouragement for them that God's power is greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was two weeks ago now that we, we dealt with the, um, the thorn in the flesh passage where that verse actually, you know, was highlighted that, you know, God or Paul prayed three times. I took that to mean, not that he just prayed three specific times, but like three, he prayed prayer upon prayer upon prayer. So he was consistently praying for this, that God would take this thorn away and God chose not to, but God did come to him and say, my grace is sufficient for you because in your weakness, my power is made strong. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're wanting that to land in people's lives. And so let me think, I think all the, all the various issues we've dealt with throughout that book, that's the theme we've come back to over mm-hmm. and over. Yeah. Which, which is different than what 
many people might see like in a commentary or in their study Bible. Right. And they say, yeah. what is the purpose of the book? Many you'll you'll find in there the purpose that Paul's writing is to defend himself mm-hmm. to the to the Corinthians, which yeah, there's probably a part of that there. But he's owning up. I think the underlying thing Paul is owning up and saying, "I'm not that impressive." Like yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I'm I'm not all. Right. I'm probably not even better than the super apostles. But man, I got Christ. Do the yeah. super apostles have him? Because I do. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes me better than them. Not right. me, but he makes me better. Right? He makes me. Uh, authoritative to speak into your life or to do whatever I, even though my life is crumbling around Like he's like chapter four, chapter three, chapter 11, chapter six, he talks about all of his struggles and chapter one, I want to take my own life, right? I've despaired of life itself. So I think the underlying argument, even underneath his defense is I I'm weak, but Jesus is strong in me. And that that's why we wanted to go even deeper than just, hey, Paul's defending himself, so let's all listen to Paul and let's all read our Bibles together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was my concern is that people be able to see Paul's heart and communicating to the Corinthians of where he draws his strength in the midst of horrible, tough times. Like you're saying, pastorally coming out of Job and what a lot of us in the church are suffering through and yeah. where are we going to draw our strength? Yeah. So. You know, we, we push a lot to get to the thing behind the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing behind the thing in Second Corinthians. You know, there's a there's a surfacey New Testament survey kind of way that we could make this all about an apostle and how to mm-hmm. how to be a super wicked awesome apostle or something, you know, and it that's helpful, I guess. I mean, I think it's interesting, but I think when we get to the thing behind the thing, then it begins to intersect our life. Right. And then it's like, oh, so this isn't so much about like church leaders or this thing. It's Paul's so informed by the gospel that he can just own weakness. Mm-hmm. He can. And like, even if he boasts, he just says, this is foolish. Like he's not commending that as an action. He's saying, I'll, I'll be a fool for a second, you know? And so, I mean, in all these things, he's, he's so informed by the gospel that it's, it's shaping the way he's acting even towards this church as they're attacking him. And so he's, he's able to point them to something bigger and better. Um, and that's the good news that we need, that we need, um, the, this, the end of the passage you just preached. I mean, I think he, he's drawing it all to a close, but he, he tells them that Jesus was crucified in weakness, but he lives by the power of God for we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. And so you can see that it's getting to the point you're mm-hmm. making, right? You know, that it's not so much about apostleship or anything. It's about Jesus and Paul's just in Christ. And that means he's going to get all this. Yeah. So. so what, what sort of feedback have you heard from people um, in the church about second Corinthians? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, lots of encouragement. Um, especially these last few weeks, just dealing with, um, you know, the, the heavy t- chapters of 10 to 13. So we dealt with those, uh, pretty quickly. We dealt with chapter 10 all at once. We did dealt with chapter 11 all at once. And so just seeing all that, um, some, some good encouragement. I'm trying to think of tangible things. Um, did you hear anything related to the two chapters we dealt with on money? I think we did three sermons on chapters eight and nine. Yeah. I, I don't think that usually people like to speak on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I happily gave up a sermon on that uh, to 
let you handle it one week. Yeah. The, the question is, is did we put our money where our mouth is? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Literally. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to get to second Corinthians is just the end of chapter five is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Glorious. I mean, it's that, um, you know, 521, you know, for God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, that's, um, yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, it's the, just the one from chapter five that is just, it always hits me is the love of Christ controls yeah. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So is, we don't operate out of uh, not even our own strength, but even like, well, Jesus says I have to do it. So I have to do it. Like I have to go out and be an ambassador. I have to go yeah. out and be a minister of reconciliation. No, like it's the love of Christ. Like I've, I've experienced his love. And because of that, I just, I can't help it. Like yeah. I, I, I'm being controlled by his love in me. Right. It reminds you of Ephesians three, right? Yeah, so right. when you know the height and breadth and the depth and the width of the love of Christ for you, then God's going to do abundantly more than we ask or think when we know it, when mm-hmm. we have the strength to comprehend that, man, that's, that's the only way we can operate or do anything. We, when we understand that, not trying to force ourselves and well, the Bible says we have to. Right. Sure. But do you even want to? <laughs> no. uh, and the love of Christ causes us to say, yeah, I want to. Right. So. Right. And you know, all those, the, the middle sections right before there, you know, talking about, we don't lose heart. We're always of good courage. Um, all the, I mean, I love that. Uh, one of the funnest, <laughs> the funnest, funnest. Yeah. There we yeah, go. For me to preach was that unveiled glory. I mean, I think um, it's kind of almost a life verse for me that, we're being transformed from one degree of glory to another in Christ. Um, and then seeing how that was, um, it's contra what the law can do. Mm-hmm. It's what Christ can do. Um, I think the other thing that stood out to me, I mean, I think there were uh, time after time, like, you know, Andrew's working to plan worship services like weeks out. And then the closing song is just exactly what we need yeah, you know, to wrap the service. So you could just see how the spirit was at work, mm-hmm. like in everything that we're emphasizing in a given week. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty satisfying to watch Jesus take the wheel <laughs> as Carrie Underwood yeah. says. Yeah. And just, um, I got you guys. Yeah. Just watch me do something here. So I think there was, I think there was like five weeks in a row. Like, did you plan that? Did we figure this out? Did you, and we were just looking at each other like, well, this was God. Like, yeah. this is pretty amazing. Yeah. So that was happening through all that too. So uh, those are all some random reflections. So what's what's next? Yeah. So um, after we finish Second Corinthians, we are going right into the Gospel of Luke. And uh, if any of you know about the Gospel of Luke, you know it begins with Advent. <laughs> you know, it begins with uh, Jesus coming in the flesh, the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary at Nazareth and, you know, yo, you're great with child, <laughs> you know, you're going to give birth. How can this be? You know, and you can't, it's nothing in you. It's God, you know, he's going to do this thing. So we're going to jump right into all those narratives, um, and get us going right into the new year. So yeah. let's keep trucking right through yeah. Luke for a while. I'm excited for Yeah. The Gospel of Luke, just to be able to dive into the life and ministry. Yeah, but we talk about the love of Christ that compels us. But to, to, do we know Jesus? Yeah, right? do we know His love for us and what? Yeah, and so just looking and examining His life, compassion, His mercy, His 
grace. Especially I think in particular, Luke's going to show us that that love of Christ goes to all the people that we wouldn't expect it go to. The the marginalized, yeah, and, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. So preach the gospel, people the, like us. Yeah, yeah, right. Undeserving like us. So yeah, great. Well, it's great to remember and to reminisce on Second Corinthians, and we're looking forward to jumping into the book of Luke. Um, thank you for joining us on the Flipside podcast again getting back into it and we hope to catch you next time on the flip side.